Hello, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West as we learn from Buddhist psychology how to deal with mental health and health issues. And now your host, Tyler Woods. Hi, this is Tyler Woods, and welcome to Boo Covery, where Eastern psychology meets Western psychology. You can go to Boo Covery, that's B-U-C-O-V-E-R, BooCovery.com, and learn more about it. You know, something I want to talk about, and that is um, recently my spouse got COVID. We have had all the vaccinations, and we are very careful. Still, the virus decided to visit my spouse, and, and because of their weakened immune system, they became quite ill. In the 30 years we have been together, I have seen my spouse go through a drunk driver hitting them and sustaining injuries, including a TBI. I have seen them overcome a massive brain tumor with three surgeries and radiation to sterilize it. I have seen them overcome precancer of the esophagus and have their stomach placed in their chest. And they removed most of the esophagus and used their stomach and their chest as part of the esophagus. But I want to tell you something. I have never seen them as ill as when they contacted COVID this, a few weeks back. And, of course, my natural reaction was fear. And, you know, I get it. Fear is a physical and emotional uneasiness. It can make you uneasy. And you can't even function sometimes. You, you forget to eat and sleep and you forget to put one foot in front of the other and then you blindly are wondering where you are and where you're going. Now, I got to tell you, I felt powerless. I had no ability to control the situation or handle or bring about what I wanted, what I desired. And that was for my spouse to, to survive this. I meditated and I even prayed. I like to meditate because that's me listening to the universe. And, of course, prayer is asking for the universe. And I did both. I meditated and asked. I listened and asked. But it never occurred to me to meditate, to let go of the fear. And I felt my fear was reminding me of anger and my exhaustion was making me angrier and more upset. But what was really happening with this deep fear was my ego. See, I could not control or handle the situation. I was angry at that. I was attached to that. I was even attached to the anger, so attached I forgot about the four noble truths and the eightfold path. I was suffering. Huh. Fear tends to be accompanied by unawareness, and I certainly was unaware. I mean, I was in a total state of ignorance and confusion. And I had all that plus more. I was afraid that I couldn't handle the situation, and I couldn't handle my emotions surrounding the possible loss of a loved one. Now I know in Buddhism, everything is temporary. And everything's impermanent. But I couldn't handle it. I felt so isolated 
and alone. And in Buddhism, fear is a protective reaction of the ego. See, ego wants us to hold, to have, and to not let go. I was not clinging to the fear. I was holding on to it for dear life. I know, I know, I get it. The ego's job is to protect us. So ego says, and it's going to protect us from harm. You know, the ego thinks it's really helping. Can you hear it now? Yeah, I'm only trying to protect you. Huh. Here's the thing. Ego fear is based on that voice in our head that says, what if? What if they die? What if they never get better? What if you get it? What if you... Come on. I nickname my ego, what if? I had to determine how or why the circumstances were affecting me so hard. I had sleep deprivation. I was unable to work full time because I had to maintain a household, myself, my spouse, the animals. I mean, the list would go on and on and on. I was running with fear and exhaustion. That's something ego gobbles it up. It gobbles it up. But you know what? It's something that our mind and our body and our spirit health doesn't like so much. My ego was chewing that up. It engulfed me in fear as it ran horrific scenarios in my mind. Now listen, I slowly, and I mean very slowly, began to realize that I was allowing my ego voice run my life. I was unable to see the truth. I had to try to determine what ego's role was and what the truth was. You know, I took them, my spouse, to two different urgent cares, one which didn't know what they were doing. They were clueless, and um, they were just rushed and gave them medication that they were allergic to and sent them on their way, which made the situation even worse. So I took them to a holistic clinic to get them vitamin IV therapy and different things to get them to gain strength. I made sure my ego was fed reassurance. So I took them to a different, a healthier, urgent care. And even the doctor said that it would be a long road, but my spouse would eventually just be fine. I had moments when my ego was living in fear and my identity was losing itself. I could only identify with fear. I would have nightmares that something would happen to my spouse and I would be all alone. And I knew it was ego trying to control me. They were trying to take over. Well, at first I didn't realize it, but I finally figured it out. I noticed how my ego was using my own thoughts against me to maintain the illusion of control. And slowly I realized I had allowed my ego to take over. And that's all I had to do was to live in the present moment, really. Ego hates the present moment. And so when I began to realize and understand that I was just having old mind patterns, old behaviors, and that I got scared and fearful, I just knock, knock, I let ego right in and take over. What I know is that with awareness and being in the now, the ego cannot exist. It can't. 
I needed to stay conscious and in control and not let the ego be in control. I needed to walk in awareness and pay attention to what triggers caused me to react. And sometimes it was just pure exhaustion. Sometimes it was fear. Sometimes it was not being in the moment. And I realized the greatest shield against ego was love with a healthy dose of self-love and compassion on the side. Something else I realized, and it's so important, is when somebody's really sick, everybody has an opinion, don't they? I just, ugh. But I had to let go of what others thought and believed, and I had to let go of how it affected me. I had to let go of the anger that some of my spouse's own family didn't even check on her once. And one accused me of only doing satisfactory. But the truth is, I was doing a great job. And my ego wanted to listen to the negative and say, See, I told you. And I also had a very unstable person tell me I was useless and that I caused it. <laughs> I have that much power. But I took it personal at first. And then I remembered they do things like that quite frequently because their ego thrives on reactivity of other people. So I had to totally let go of them and it with peace and compassion. Look, the ego is going to create fear. That's what it's about. It claims it's protection, but it's fear. And what we must do in any situation is to be aware and stop paying attention to ego and its little friends that tag along. Today, I am fearless enough to see my spouse is getting better. And when in doubt, and doubt is a very good close friend to ego, when in doubt and it comes knocking at my door, I place my right hand on my left shoulder and my left hand on my right shoulder and I'm protecting my heart and I say, I am safe, I am sound, and this is a loving shield. And ego doesn't like that so much. I'm going to repeat that. You press your right hand on your left shoulder, your left hand on your right shoulder, and that protects you. And then you say a mantra. I have a choice to believe what the ego's lies are telling me, or I can move forward with mindfulness, awareness, and compassion for myself and others. I try to remember now to listen to my heart's voice and not the ego's voice and stay on a path of peace. Oh, and please understand, it's a work in progress. For now, this is Tyler Wood saying, shield your heart and walk in peace. <laughs>